Hello and welcome to another instalment of our occasional podcast called I Wish I Hadn't. I'm Dave Hill. And I'm John Wyatt. As you can tell from our names, David and Jonathan, we were born in the 1950s, so we've had many years to accumulate embarrassing moments which we now feel happy to share. The dictionary defines regret as a sorrowful remembrance, a sense of loss. But we're not in the business of sorrow and loss here. We're dealing with those things in life that we might wish had been otherwise, but which we're now prepared to own up to. Today we take a tour of those experiences abroad that made us wish we'd stayed at home. Oh, yes. Yes. Abroad. I mean, I, I don't know about you, John, but I didn't start going abroad until, well, I suppose really when I was late teens easily. Um, you know, I think I think holidays, foreign holidays came upon us, um, came upon those of us uh, living where we did a lot later than some places. You know, I, I talked to my wife and I think they went reasonably early because of, I suppose they were a little more well off than us and that. But our holidays tended to be in our own country a lot of the time as yeah. I, went, I went to Ireland in my teens but um and I, then I went to France for the first time when I was about 18 we went on the yeah. cruise of course didn't we of course yeah I was just forgetting that of course and that that was an early experience of abroad wasn't it really I Although, didn't actually fly until I was 24 years old that's the first time I went in a plane do you know I think I would have been somewhere around there because yes it was a it was a skiing holiday I went on uh, with with the 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 famous Dan Air um, that we flew with, or Dan Dare as they used to be called. <laughs> um, was that, yeah, that, that was... holiday where you where you um, wore your strange outfit? Oh you? yes, yes indeed, that was the very one, the very one. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, oh. yeah, and, um, and I say, you know, I suppose France, apart from the, the cruise. I mean, I was thinking about the cruise the other day, and I was thinking how marvelous it was that we English people turned up at these fantastically exciting foreign countries and had to wear our school uniform when we went on it, when we went off the ship, didn't we? It made you feel feel like a real tourist, didn't it? (laughs) At least least a representative of the British Empire. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, the first first, um, little tale I wanted to to, um, regale you with, and I, I have, I'm sure I've told you before, but um, it's one I come back to frequently, was um, we were on, it's probably about, it must be a good 10 years ago now, if more, we went on a cycling holiday, well, a sort of a cycling for softies holiday. So it was it was uh, a fairly um, un- uninterestingly flat part of Provence that we were in. And um, we... The group of us went on on cycles, and your your luggage went in front of you. Very very nice thing to do. Um, but part of the journey back, um, the, the second time we went actually was we we went to Burgundy. Lovely, you know, you like Burgundy, I'm sure, and it's a gorgeous place. And one of the uh, the stop offs on the train on the way back, we had to stop for about an hour at uh, Dijon railway station, and stop for a. a while we changed trains etc and i managed somehow i don't know how to leave uh, a nice bag of mine like a shoulder bag that had well us uh, not uh, not passports it didn't have passports it had uh, phone 
video camera, bank cards, credit cards uh, on the back of a chair in Dijon station when we got oh, onto the next train. So, I mean, luckily, passports and tickets my, my wife had, uh, but all of the, the important sort of spending things, all the record of the holiday on video and film, etc., all left on the back of a, 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 a chair in the in the cafe canteen. And so I realized this about half an hour into the, the train journey. Well, you know, as, as you know, you can't you can't actually sort of go to the front of the train and say, excuse me, could you could you turn around please? I've left a bag behind. Um so I had to borrow a friend's phone, find a phone number for Dijon railway station, and phone and try and speak to the, the station master who, when I got through, which I thought was quite a ch an achievement anyway, spoke no English whatsoever, because I thought <laughs> that this this is going to be... So, you so know... It's so good, Dave, isn't it? You friend. know, I mean, my French is obviously better than my Spanish, as we already know, but, um, but I was... It, it's amazing in a situation like that where you can dredge words out from a French vocabulary that you completely forgotten from long ago or in fact sort of make some up and speak certain words in english in a french accent uh, as part of the conversation and somehow amazingly i managed to get through to this this chap that a had left it there and he um he i think he went and looked but he couldn't find it somewhere obviously taken it by then um and i had to get through to him that i needed to report it to him, and I needed like a sort of a note from him to say I'd reported it, so that if I was doing an insurance claim on these things, I had proof that this wasn't just me making it all up. And, that, and amazingly, it, it actually, the message did get through, and I was able to, and a couple of weeks later, I did receive a uh, a, a letter in French um, from whoever this chap was, Monsieur someone, Monsieur Le Station Master, sort of thing, uh, oh, saying that I had reported this as, as being lost on the station. Um, but, and, and various things, you know, I got back, uh, like, you know, replaced the mobile phone, managed to replace through insurance the, the, the video camera and the, 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 the ordinary camera. But of course, all the digital photos that we'd taken at the time, they, they were, were lost forever, which is a shame, really. But um, yeah. so, so there. First of all, there you have something I really wish I hadn't done, which was hang my bag on the back of a chair in that station. Have you ever missed a flight? Because I missed a flight. No, never okay. missed a flight. No, I was I was flying to New York with Emily, and um, we overestimated the or yes, overestimated the time it would underestimate. Sorry, the time it would take us to get from where she lived in Clapham to Heathrow and of course the tubes were very very slow so we got there about five minutes after the statutory one hour check-in time right unfortunately we didn't have to struggle in French um <laughs> but uh, you know we then had to find out if we could get a flight the next morning we had to find somewhere to stay and of course it cost quite a lot of money uh, which I had to pay because um well, it wasn't my fault, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really Emily's fault. But I mean, it was, uh, you know, yeah. So that was a pretty un, un, unfortunate incident. Um, one thing I was going to ask you: Have you ever been scared when you've been travelling? Um, I've been a little bit trepidatious on bumpy flights occasionally. I think, um, okay. but, but only when they, you know, you, these days you, you think 
they always say, oh, a little bit of turbulence is perfectly okay. And it, it is always, you know. And if you're on a, wing, uh, a window seat by the, the wing, you know, you look out and it's, it is turbulent. You can actually see the, the wing sort of shaking up and down a little bit sometimes, which is always a little bit concerning, I think. But I've mm. never I've never felt actually frightened. Um, you know, you, you get a big bump sometimes. You think, oh, that was interesting. But it, that seems these days to be perfectly normal for aircraft, from what I gather. I mean, I've... In my youth, obviously hitchhiked a few times. I've never, never got into a car and thought I don't feel safe in here. I've got to be honest. I mean, every every it's lift been, I've ever had, it's always been very pleasant, really. But uh, you know, I've been scared in cars, other people's driving, people driving too fast. I mean, that's yes. quite a, you know when when you're actually sort of holding on to your you know your seat and, and thinking shit, this is actually quite dangerous. <laughs> Yes. Um, planes equally, I've I've never had except the one thing I fear in planes is ear pain. Because All right, I've always suffered really badly with that. Um, ah, it's yeah. just like somebody sort of poking a couple of red hot needles into your ears as as the particularly as the plane comes into land. Yes, and I've tried various things. I mean, you know, they used to have things to put in your ears and you know i mean bracelets and all sorts of things nothing seems to work it, it, i just have to put up with it now it's, it's just a painful experience i think probably putting a bracelet in your ear is not always the best move anyway john to be honest but <laughs> no, I quite... yeah. yeah no i i've i've always uh, i've always been one of the um hold your nose and blow um brigade, yeah, try... and which work which actually works for me but i know i know um you know my wife in yeah tries that it doesn't work for her but um yeah how, how about seasickness have you ever been seasick i've never been seasick i've felt seasick i mean i've i've um i've been on a on a cross channel ferry where it's been rough and in it, like early morning and you, and you start to feel a bit queasy and then people say oh you need a good uh, greasy breakfast that, that, that'll that calm everything down and i've i've yeah. walked Walked into the, the, the canteen, smelt the breakfast, and walked straight out again. And thought, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, that's I, not I, happening. No, I, or they talk about a brandy or a whiskey to settle your stomach or something. Yeah. Like. I've only ever felt seasick once, but I did have a rather unpleasant experience on a cross-channel ferry when I went to the duty free, um, and it was quite a bumpy um, trip. And there was a woman in front of me in the queue, um, and she was obviously seasick so what she did we had a shopping basket she just took the bottles out of her shopping basket which was a kind of solid shopping basket you've got to visualize <laughs> yes well into the shopping basket put it down by her feet and just carried on shopping <laughs> and that was something i kind of wish i hadn't seen <laughs> yeah. but it was a very unpleasant experience I think I think the the only sort of um, redeeming factor of that is it wasn't like a wicker basket, really, wasn't it? <laughs> if it had been a wicker basket, that would have been at the end. Wouldn't it? Or, or if you're on a train or a tube train, as I've mm. been, and something's sick, and you and you you know the the smell just kind of uh, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's really grim. You know, I've, I've had a few experiences like that that I wish I hadn't experienced. No, I, I actually quite uh, talk, talking of smells when travelling, <laughs> which is an interesting lead in. Um, yeah, quite a few years ago, uh, we were on holiday in um, Skiathos in Greece, and Greek buses um, are are always interesting. I find because you know there's always a, like our own coaches and buses. There, there's always a sort of a sign that says you know maximum so many people, 
and that just is routinely ignored basically yeah. and we we'd gone along the one main road in Skiathos to a beach uh, for, for the day and thought yeah we'll get the last bus home you know to make the most of it nice nice beach so we joined this uh, this huge queue of people at the bus stop it was the at the end of the bus stop it didn't go any further that way so it was going to go back the other way and we started when the bus was there people started to fill it up and we were quite some way back and as we were approaching i was thinking well this bus is obviously full isn't it you know they can't get any more on and uh, and, and they did they, they, it was almost like the you know when you see the things of the japanese um trains where they sort of shoehorn people inside the doors and things and it was mm. almost it was pretty much like that i ended up uh with uh, a, a, a quite a statuesque german lady um in her well she was in a, she was in a bikini actually still in a, uh, a skirt but just a bikini top on and i ended up facing literally right facing into this woman basically into this woman's cleavage because she was mm. quite a, a tall lady and so you know my nose was virtually resting in the cleavage um and i thought this is very um ungallant of me i, I better turn my head to the side mm. uh which i did and and obviously found her armpit then because she was hanging hanging onto the strap of the, on the bus, um, and and that wasn't very pleasant because she'd obviously had a day at the beach and maybe didn't use deodorant as much as some people should, and I had that awful dilemma of do I keep my nose basically in this woman's armpit, which is slightly less offensive to her but unpleasant for me, or I do I or do I return? Do I return mm. to the very comfortable position of being in her cleavage? And and I had about a twenty minute journey like this where I I just felt acute embarrassment because I also realised that I couldn't I couldn't keep turning my head from side to side because that would be probably even more offensive. So I almost that's one of the things I, I wish I hadn't gone on that bus. I wish I'd walked. I think from there. Yeah, that does sound quite unpleasant. Yes, I, I quite think. We were talking about languages earlier. I, I, I mm. remember um, I went on holiday to Barcelona with my friend Rich, and, and we were staying mm. um, in a twin twin room um, in in a hotel, a very sort of small hotel. When we got there, it was plain that the hotel was run by a couple of gay guys. Mm. So we went up to the room, and the two single beds had been pushed together because they obviously thought to themselves two sing you know two men coming on up they must be gay as well so we pushed them apart and every single day we stayed for about five nights every single day they pushed the beds back together again <laughs> <laughs> thinking that we'd been drifting apart i wasn't yeah, yeah. sure of my spanish and how to explain you know <laughs> in spanish but, but that didn't work yeah well you know there's no good asking me john how to explain that in spanish because <laughs> And another thing I was thinking about, they're camping. Mm, mm, mm. Long since gone for me, but um, oh, have... absolutely, absolutely. We we, we don't uh, we don't even consider it now. I mean, our, our you know um, our granddaughter loves it and uh, would go any time, and and same with her parents, and so they, they yeah. have it. They they love camping. And no, that that went many many years. I remember um, a camping holiday in France where um, I we. we Camped by this. This wasn't my present wife, obviously, because we. we I don't think we've ever camped together because she, there's no way. You know, Lynn, Lynn is a hotel or you know bedroom person rather than that. But uh, my first wife, yeah, we we camped 
in France by by quite a nice sort of a a, a, a bubbling brook type thing. And I thought it's a nice place to camp, you know, nice little space there. And uh, and in the night, I can remember hearing lots of rustling and and shifting and and stuff like that. And uh, and I thought, well, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's someone outside. When I woke up in the morning and looked at the end of the tent where we'd, we'd got a couple of baguettes you know, ready for the morning, um, half the baguettes had been chewed through by um, presumably some animal that had come from the riverbank, some sort of <laughs> water rat or something or water vole, uh, and had had a lovely sort of evening meal of, of our baguettes and, and then veered off again. Uh, so, you know, uninvited guests in in the tent basically yeah i mean i can remember camping getting wet you know in, in tents that let in the water and sleeping oh yeah, on yeah, yeah. Around. well you did it when you were young just because you didn't really bother but but it, it got to be quite yeah. unpleasant you know staying at festivals and uh, uh or you sleeping in the back of robin's van of course robin's van yes indeed yes that was that was a most uncomfortable night i have to say um because it was it wasn't a, it wasn't a van that was kitted out for uh, like like a camper van really it was it was a van basically yeah it was a van yeah, yeah. 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 so you could always have slept on Jeanette couldn't you really I mean <laughs> <laughs> that would have been oh, slightly please more please, please don't remind me <laughs> yeah. yeah um going back to flying I uh probably well yeah the, the first I think it was the first no, the second time I went to, to Australia years ago now uh decided to go and see what always used to be called Ayers Rock and is now Uluru. Yeah. And had to fly from Sydney to uh to 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 the, to Ayers Rock or Uluru. And it was about a three and a half hour flight, I think. And I had that experience that nobody ever wants of there were three seats on the, the side. Um Lynn was by the window, I was in the middle, and then uh, a man mountain came and sat in the seat next to me. Oh, dear. Uh, and and literally sort of, you know, spread right over my armrest and onto my seat. And I had three, three and a half hours of literally being shoved up against the side because mm. this person who, you know, you know, I know you're not supposed to say these things, but literally was taking up the best part of two seats. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was in the second seat, unfortunately. So that was a, a highly un, unpleasant thing. It's almost like, it's almost there, like I wish I hadn't said I'll have the middle seat, really. But then again, it would have been Lynn who'd have had to suffer it. So, uh, yeah. of course, yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the other thing I, I can think of is um, an unpleasant experience was going on a ferry to Ireland when we were in our teens, when I was in my teens, and uh, they handed out blankets. It was an overnight crossing, and we discovered the next morning that the blankets all had bed bugs in them. Oh, so, oh. oh so yes. we'd been quite extensively during the night. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't very nice so i wish i hadn't had that one but uh yeah there's quite I mean, a lot to unpack on this subject isn't there really yeah, there is yeah i mean on, on general traveling around um having you know your own car and things i do remember many years ago something else i wish i hadn't done which was uh i remember one of the first minis that i had um in fact it must have been during my first marriage and We'd been down to, to Dorset and we're driving back up and got as far as as just outside Taunton when I realised that the, the one tyre was obviously flat and, and it was, you know, didn't steer properly. So I got out and it was sort of a dusk type uh, part of the evening. And I thought, well, I, I know how to change a tyre. Um, 
So I will, uh, I'll, I'll jack the car up, which I did, you know, loosen the nuts a bit, jack the car up, start to take them off. And, and, and someone has said, oh, you must put, you know, so you don't lose them. You, you put your, your nuts in, in the, the hubcap. You know, You've got to look after your nuts, yeah. You've got to look after your nuts, put them in the hubcap. So the first three I took off and and put in the hubcap. And then I, I stepped back to the other one. And in stepping back, my heel um, sort of flicked the hubcap, uh, almost like something out straight out of a sitcom, sitcom. So it flicked it so that the nuts flew out. And unfortunately, I hadn't realized we were actually by a drain as well. And so all three nuts I'd taken off literally went blop, 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 down this drain, gone. So I had a, t- a, a flat tire and a wheel with one nut holding it on out of the, out of the four. And I thought, this is, this is appalling. I can't possibly drive, I mean, even if I could change the tire, I can't possibly drive with one nut. So my poor stepfather, after a phone call, had to drive all the way up to Taunton with, um, like a, a some some spare nuts basically, which you know, being Cliffy had uh, various things in the garage and was able to come up with with three three nuts to uh, to put on. We've had um, previous experience of you and uh, you and Cliff with nuts, haven't we? Really? <laughs> yes, yes. Harking back, yes, indeed, yes, yes. So so yeah, so that was that was uh, a sort of a salutary tale there because I can remember thinking. Even if I get the tire back up or put the spare wheel on, I I can't get the motorway with one nut holding it on. It's a bit like three wheels on my wagon, you know. It's... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think. That, I mean, there's probably enough here for 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 a, a subsequent um, edition. Yeah. I think. But yes, uh... I I still I still do have yes a couple of things that I was going to bring up, but I'm I'm quite oh, happy. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm 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 quite. But the only other one I was going to say was. Um, Harking back to skiing again, the the first time I went um, for skiing with friends over here, I'd skied before, but in America, and uh, we were going to go on a skiing holiday, and, and the, the ones who'd never been said, "Can we have a practice first of all?" And I said, "Yeah, well, you know, there's a there's a dry ski ski slope at Swaddling Cope, which is near Burton on Trent." Mm-hmm. So we all trooped over to there, and it's you know these dry ski slopes, so they're like sort of upside down toothbrushes in in sort of hexagonal shapes with a, a little hollow underneath them. So you, your skis um, travel on this on this upside down brush. It's a bit like snow, you know, not quite the same. It works. And, uh, you know, me being the experienced skier and nonchalant about the whole thing, when they were all struggling, I was sort of, you know, just sort of scooting backwards and forwards and not really concentrating. And, of course, in not concentrating, I then fell. And in falling... My, uh, my, my ring finger on, on my left hand went underneath the brush uh, and pulled, obviously pulled the ligaments, really Ooh. nasty, really painful. Uh, and since then, and we're talking there probably best part of nearly 30 years ago, since then, and you'll be able to see this, but listeners won't be able to, to see it, my um, two fingers, as you can see, don't quite meet. No, nope, that, I can that's see That's all all from a ski slope, me being cocky and thinking I can just show them how well I do on here, falling, and that was it. Yeah. Always. So we've had cocky and nuts in this episode. Cocky and we? nuts. We, we maybe should put explicit on the on the warnings on this one. <laughs> maybe we should, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, if we've covered everything, do you think um, do you think if the genie makes an entrance, you could um, think of one thing that you you know would like? Well, genie- I, I mean, to be honest, because of the I suppose the the cold sweats I went through on um, Dijon Station, it would have to be leaving my bag. I just wish I hadn't put the bag on the back of the chair and I'd actually just held it or put it up at the side of me. In which case, all of that, that horrendous feeling of uh, of how on earth do I explain to this non-English speaking person my situation mm. I'd have been saved that I think it scarred me for a while that did <laughs> yes. yeah I wish I'd yeah. left the bag yeah how about you for John me, for me it would it would be the ear pain flying because it, it puts a whole dimension on flying that you know makes it even less enjoyable and yes. flying is is not particularly enjoyable nowadays anyway but um but that is something that I really wish I didn't uh, suffer from so I wish I hadn't yeah. uh, but uh, mm. thank you, if it would be nice if that could be removed from past experiences. And future. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, that, I okay. think that's, that's, that's been a very interesting chat, I have to say, John. I enjoyed that. What a grand day, yeah. And as I said, yeah. there's probably still more horrible experiences to unpack in a future edition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that's enough for today. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs>